Views, interpretations, and opinions expressed are not advice nor official positions presented on behalf of any organization or institution. They are for informational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome, and thanks for joining the discussion. Today's show launches the official episode one of the podcast. We introduce the hosts, discuss pitfalls of institution, and identify the core teaching at the heart of the project thesis. Now, join Ryan and Peter for the official premiere episode of the Tracking Wisdom Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the show. I'm Ryan. I'm here joined with my friend and colleague, Peter. Um, If you've been following us through our previous posts, um, we've been discussing our perspective on faith and religion and spirituality, and we come to this discussion without any formal training our path has been our journey and that we've been um, we're interested in finding our way through this space um, with what resonates with us and that's the perspective that we take to the show that we aren't presenting any information from a place of authority we are not here to represent christianity buddhism or any other faith structure more it's a discussion about what it is for us and where we come from is that accurate yeah and and although uh we both occasionally or more than occasionally attend a a congregation neither of us is formally affiliated with a congregation or denomination that's not what we're talking about we're not talking about what we learned in church last week or something. So in in discussing that, we want to be clear that the perspective we're presenting is our own background and journey. Um, And because we are speaking on our own experiences, we can only speak to our our own experiences. And while we may refer to specific faith practices or denominations or religions, we're not calling anyone out specifically. We believe that the items we're discussing are consistent throughout any of these religions, any religions in general, um, certainly organized religions specifically. Right. So so just to be explicit, Ryan and I both have uh, childhood Christian backgrounds, which we fell away from. Um, so clearly they were not entirely positive. So... We have some negative things to say about that, but those are not negative comments against Christianity. They're negative comments about our experience. Correct. Yes, that's a great way to put it. And also that we're talking about there is a a demographic of people who have similar experience. They are casually referred to as nuns, which we talked about previously, which is this group of people who is considered spiritual but not religious and is looking to explore and experience and learn um, from a variety of perspectives with regard to spiritual growth and development and that this discussion and this show while we're here to discuss for our own benefit and growth as well that the idea of putting it out on the internet would be that if we're finding value from it others who are in similar um, journeys may also find value in this conversation. And I think I think our concern is that there is a, a tendency of anxiety, emotionality, 
anger around discussing religious issues. These are these are feeling feelings that come up when people discuss beliefs. And our intention is to frame all of our conversation in a very respectful, rational, reasoned way to hopefully provide an example that it's fine to disagree about issues of belief and that it can be done safely and respectfully. And we kind of want to be part of that voice of spiritual seeking. There are certainly scholarly disciplines that have approach these issues and we're not that Mm -hmm. and we're not attempting to take a scholarly approach but if you want a scholarly approach you should definitely go go and find it but this is by intent a very informal approach to make it more accessible Mm -hmm. and to do our informal exploration and, and discussion of these things yes in our early discussions which was offering Peter and I an opportunity to kind of ground ourselves in this project and and gain some insight into one another's perspective. So Peter and I have known each other for over a decade. We worked with each other. We also shared an office space for five years or so Mm. and had some really great intellectual conversations And so we're here, we know each other, but we haven't necessarily um, had extensive discussion with one another around the the religious or spiritual context, as well as other social stuff. So we're learning about each other as much as anybody else. Um, And those first recordings have allowed us to kind of come to terms with that we, we agree and believe that there's a core truth or teaching or understanding present within organized religions as a whole. I guess we maybe want to try to make more explicit in what we believe is implicit in every faith, the the core truth that religion is there to to represent. I believe that is, you know, from my perspective, which is, I believe that one of the core teachings is that we are all one, ultimately, in, in existence, that we're all connected and, and one being so to speak that there is an eternal existence that we that is for everybody but that that the existence here on earth is transient but that there is a higher eternal existence that we have an experience um, and that in part we are all part of the divine to me that is represented in the Uh, created in the image and likeness of God to bring a Christian perspective to that. But I don't think that in general, Christian denominations are presenting that in that way, that we too are divine, just as Jesus was son of God. We also are sons and daughters of God and children of God. So that was part of my perspective. And ultimately that suffering exists in this earthly life or, or realm or plane and can be alleviated and is not a requirement to experience yeah that that um suffering is inevitable but not permanent yeah that kind of encompasses the the basic idea that we're trying to put forth and hypothesize as far as what is consistent or what we believe is consistent throughout these belief systems and is what we're seeking to do which is to focus on what we have in common instead of what we have different 
which I think is in contrast to what we experience in culture generally. Yeah, I mean, my my belief in in general at this stage of my journey, I, I I've come to believe and realize that organized religions are not inherently bad. I think that any bona fide religion, which wasn't an intentionally created cult, is a response to a need, a response to human need or uh, a solution to a problem. And the problem is being human. Being human is difficult and problematic. Being human creates the need to deal with the the pain, the suffering of being human. And so that's why religions exist, because people are struggling to deal with that. And that there is a core truth in each each religion, which is the solution to the problem of being human and suffering as a human being. But that over time, after the creation of a, of a religion, or rather after the teaching of a core teacher, who is identifying the solution to this problem, there is accretion over time that obscures that core teaching. And this is happens because of the necessary process of institutionalization of a religion, which is something that Ryan is, uh, has a lot of ideas about. The thesis we have for this season, which is that there is a core teaching or truth that is that is being put out by a multitude of teachers and each of those teachers have followers and those followers in an effort to perpetuate the teaching that resonated with them to help enlighten not necessarily in the buddhist sense but you know Mm -hmm. to bring insight to other people you know as you said right so religion in general is is a solution it's it's an answer it's it's a response to the human condition and that our desire to share that it's similar to what we're doing right i mean it's our desire also to right. share some of what we have come to believe or understanding in our own journey and we want to especially help those who may be struggling in trying to find a direction I'm very interested to talk about talk with and uh with people who are in similar places as we are, where we are comfortable in where we have landed and our perspective and and our understanding, but still enjoy discussing this and discussing contrary views from an intellectual Mm. perspective. You know, the desire to share the information is inherent within us and I think is important as a love and compassion gesture that we want to share. I think it goes back to what was a Buddha, right? That became enlightened and then just wanted to peace out and had to come to terms with the fact that now that There's you have this do. understanding, yeah. it is now your responsibility to help share that. Um, and I think that that will also lead into part of our discussion around weaponizing religion. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's that, it's that urge that I think drives that as well. Mm-hmm. And so that there's, it's not that the urge is, is wrong or inherently bad in any way. It's how we, how we engage how we with engage that, with that urge. And, and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The institution appears to come from the students of a teacher, a prominent teacher of some sort in an effort to perpetuate this teaching and necessarily as you spread that knowledge 
there's going to be logistical challenges to that, right? So it, it's easy enough for for a disciple to go and hold, you know, an in-home discussion with a small subgroup of people. But when you're trying to perpetuate that message over long distances and mass amounts of people, there needs to be some organization to that to make sure that the message is being presented in a way that is consistent with what at least the students understand the teacher was saying. And that that becomes an authority, a, a central authority or, or a, a place of authority by which to discern what messages are consistent with the original teaching and what may be inconsistent with that and that the institution is is designed to be able to um, navigate that and as a result over time as the institution grows it becomes and we had said this previously in in our discussions that there's a life drive for it so now the institution itself becomes invested in the message that it's advocating for in a self-perpetuating sense so as so it becomes invested in in presenting a message that retains the structure and power and authority of the institution and generally restricts the ability of the followers to be able to engage with it from a personal and individual perspective and and i think that's particularly the case in hierarchical yeah. religious institutions where now power is vested in individuals and now the individuals have an interest in preserving mm-hmm. their own power um one comment i want to make in terms of buddhism is that it seems that the, that buddha actually did intentionally institutionalize mm. um because he created or rather, he he created the idea, or he taught the idea of um, <laughs> the three refuges, um, which I think we've talked about before. I um, that. But that's the, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Oh, yeah. We and so. um, the Sangha is actually the institution that he created, which is the community of monks who are dedicated to living a religious life dedicated to studying teachings which are the dharma um so there's at least one major air quote religion where where the original teacher actually did conceive of institutionalizing which is you know as you're saying um quite different from christianity as as we're discussing it we're talking about institution which i think can be synonymous with organized religion in this context i favor institution as the label of choice because i believe that both the benefit and value of institution as well as the limitations of institution are inherent in all institution so Mm -hmm. not just Mm -hmm. the religious institutions but also political institutions and medical institutions and any of these other institutions both have inherent value but also inherent limitations and i think that what one thing i would like to have the listeners understand or or at least be presented with is the concept that while we acknowledge or at least i acknowledge that there is inherent value to 
institution and having that central body to be able to coordinate a concise message over long distances. With that comes inherent limitation, and I think that it's important that we understand those limitations when we evaluate the messages that are coming from institution. Yeah, I mean, I think and in, in that those limitations can manifest sometimes as outright hazards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. So there was a, a quote from Conversations with God, which is a book that I have found value in and have, have gone through many times. That quote is, what if everything you thought you knew was wrong? That, I think, is a valid question for an earnest seeker of an individualized journey that the messages that are put out, the coordinated message of institution, which we put value in because of the authority given to the institution, basically that the people who are involved in the institution have credential to be putting forth this information and that we want to believe it and and take it as absolute truth because we believe in the authority and the and the credential of the institution but what if what they were saying was wrong and just to consider that just not to discount it but to take the time to at least inquire or explore what the implications of that are because if those implications are dire i think it's worthwhile and important to get a broad base of of input from various sources to be able to land on what you think is wrong. less wrong. Less wrong. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, a title of um, uh, a nice blog that I came across. Less wrong. I like that I like title. That. I like that. Um, it's important that we take the time to evaluate what we're hearing and reading and and experiencing from an objective position. And while it takes time and effort, and I acknowledge that because I've had the same challenges, you know, there's so many things I want to investigate. And I mean, there's another reason why we have institution, right? Is people who are dedicated and have the time and resource to be able to deep dive on these things and then present their findings. Um, Because in order to do that, it's time consuming and you need some knowledge on even how to do this. And that is difficult so we we give authority and power to institution to be able to provide that background to us but then we are in a position to have to accept whatever they say and i think that's where some danger can come into play yes i i mean i i agree and i'm i'm thinking of so you know you're saying institutions have this authority but of course ultimately it comes down to individuals mm. who directly present us with information um basically religious leaders for most folks and one of my concerns is that most followers of most religions aren't even really aware or concerned with the idea of anyone uh taking a scholarly approach or taking a deep dive on these things so one of my, I guess, assumptions is that most practitioners of most religions do it for historical reasons, for cultural reasons, for familial reasons. My parents taught me that this is what we do. Right. And, you know, I think, you know, I've said before, there's, there's value in having an existing structure to your, to your beliefs. But the problem is when the structure substitutes for everything. Hmm. And that because you're given the structure, 
you don't see the need to understand what you're doing. You're, you don't see the need to understand why these are the rituals. It's enough just to say these are the rituals, which is fine on an individual basis. But the danger comes when you say these are the rituals and they are right and they're the only way to do it. Yeah. And then you have no understanding of what's behind it. And it becomes much easier to say someone else is wrong when your approach is I believe this because I believe it. I believe it because this is what I was taught, and I have to defend this belief, and I have to weaponize mm-hmm. um, and attack someone who doesn't doesn't share these beliefs. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is what I'm really thinking about is the is the familial passed down. Mom and dad, why is this? Because we said so. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that alienates. And again, my my assumption is that. This is the source of a lot of alienations with the folks who find themselves as nuns, that they're alienated because they weren't able to get good answers when they said, why do we do this? Mm. And I know of people with personal experiences with religious leaders who essentially said, because I said so, which obviously is a disservice to to the faith. So it's important to be able to question and to to be able to get reasonable answers yeah. to what to what you're asking. So I I guess what I was saying is that's part of the hazard of institutionalization is because then um, by definition you have religious leaders and then by definition those individuals might not be good at their job. Yeah. Not that it's a bad job, but you in every in every uh, profession you have people who just not are not good at their job. Um, just to make the point that just because you had a bad doctor doesn't mean that medicine is bad. Sure. I personally find value in the individualized journey. I know not everybody does. I know that there is certainly value placed on the scholastic engagement using what we have understood as a society as the way to evaluate and interpret historical teachings like this where it's you can't just go and interview these people you know um so there has to be some sort of interpretation to that and there are people and disciplines that do that work like you said and my personal perspective is that i prefer to do some of that on my own i trust my own instincts i guess and i think that's where i come from on this not that i purport to know more than people who have spent decades like learning how to do this oh, i i agree i mean i think that so so first make explicit i have an advanced degree in science so i'm not going to denigrate scholarly approach to things but i'm also not going to discount the value of personal exploration and i think that's that's the point of what we're doing is to offer people the opportunity to engage in personal exploration in a constructive way and hopefully avoid going down bad paths mm-hmm. because we're we're really mutually concerned about the ability of people to do that mm-hmm. to to start out with very good intentions and end up in very bad places mm-hmm. thank you for listening to the tracking wisdom podcast join us next time as we continue the discussion 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and visit www.eth-studio.com for more information and content.